producer. Cool. Well, we're in. We're here. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. coming through. Really appreciate it. I know. Thanks for having me. You're man. busy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we start out with a fun question, but I also saw something while mm-hmm. doing some digging, and people say you look like Tom Cruise. I'll get up on this couch right now, man. <laughs> I've gotten so many comments online about Tom Cruise. Um, I, I'd started seeing like one or two. I was like, oh, coincidence. That other person said that. But now we're up to like 20 or 30 comments I think I've seen that said Tom Cruise. I can see it. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's there. I do too. <laughs> you look in the mirror like, yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise is cool. I, I like Tom. I'm Cruise. all right with it. Have you done like a Mission Impossible <laughs> remix <laughs> or anything? A, a great idea. That's a great. I could like dress up like him, put on sunglasses and everything. Yeah. Oh, yo, Frankie, that fucking thing I forgot to turn off. Can you just? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the weed. <laughs> Tom was here, and my uh, air purifier is like. There's weed in the room. Thank you. That? Yes, that's perfect. Thank you, Frankie. I was wondering what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like a Mission Impossible thing could be like cool. It. It's a great score, so you have a mm-hmm. lot to work with. Mm-hmm. But uh anyway. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that now. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like it'll it'll feed into the lore, whether or not you really want that or not, people would be like oh he actually yeah he's responding you know a comment's a comment and that helps the algorithm so it, <laughs> even if it says yo you look like tom cruise that helps the the whole thing hashtag scientology <laughs> yeah yeah you might that might be a risky move actually yeah there's know. that whole other side to it but yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah all right well the fun question that was kind of the fun question okay. that was the icebreaker okay okay also first of all i should introduce the podcast which is i'm trying to be better about this mm-hmm. um yo what's up guys this is Producer, the podcast for producers today we are joined by jason leach hello world and real quick can you just explain what do you do i am a musician i'm a piano player first that was the introduction into music and then I got into keyboards, so I'm a slash keyboardist. And then my most recent thing is producing and uh, trying to learn that instrument. And the, the crazy live performances. Yes. That's yeah. so I think too, like when, like even before like producing, I think I'm a performer because I like to perform versus sit alone in a dark room and click. You know, mm-hmm. I have to do it for like, you know, to do what I'm doing. But I was like, I kind of I think what what I really like is just playing and that's kind of what I've been putting out the most you know just watching me play keyboards yeah definitely the 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 clips the clips are good mm-hmm. I like the clips they're working they're working yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you found you found the thing but I, yeah I love making those I've, like that's I think that's like the the <clears throat> core of you know like what I love is just sitting in the room and playing keyboards <laughs> yeah i was looking at your youtube and like the first video was like nine years ago so like yeah. you've been performing doing these uh like remixes re like edits mm-hmm. for a while so this isn't yeah. something new no but it is yeah producing is like i guess it feels you know, yeah i see this like when it it's like a post and it says nine years and you're like oh my gosh because <laughs> it seems like you know it's like i just got started but then you start seeing how old some of these things are Mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah that's i i i used to 
make YouTube videos like funny skits and I like I liked making funny videos and then like that, that was like in high school with my friends or even like in like early like in elementary school even just like on VHS tapes I'd like make funny videos I liked I liked videos and I like editing you know and then I just like nine years ago decided I can combine video editing with music I'll just shoot me playing the music you know mm, mm, mm. so you already had like the editing chops yeah man that makes sense yeah we all kind of have to know how to edit at this yeah point. and I really enjoy it like it's it's a hobby that is within music but I count that as like my second favorite hobby like music and then video editing I love editing video dude I just I bought like the I used DaVinci and mm. uh there's just all these crazy tools like there's like upscale like you can upscale a video from like 720p to 4k and it like looks good there's just so really? many tools at our disposal now yeah like even slowing stuff down that mm. isn't shot at a high frame rate like it'll like interpolate and still look smooth it's just like there's so much you can get away with is that now. like ai that does i that? think it's i don't know if it's like ai like because you know how everything is just ai now whether or yeah. not it is yeah um just to like sell it but i yeah it's like some some processing you know yeah it's like it figures out what it needs to look like and yeah like, yeah it's filling that. in the space so maybe it is AI. yeah but uh cool man well i was talking about a fun question which i start every show with mm -hmm. um which is what was your first concert that you attended the beach boys oh that's a fire concert yeah wait was yours the beach boys no okay sorry yeah. i'm looking at toma and he's like no <laughs> beach boys mine actually was oh it was really? yours frankie yeah, yeah dude the beach boys mine mine was the beach boys as well it's awesome yeah wow where was the show um i used to live in pennsylvania at a place called well i mean the show was at a place called Vito park kind of small but um my dad's first concert was the beach boys mm. and then he saw they're coming to town and i was like right around that age you could go to a concert and enjoy it, you know and uh he wanted to take me and uh so that was my first concert too but yeah, I was like, that was the kind of music I was into is whatever he was listening to. And he's just a big Beach Boys fan, so. Is your dad like a musician of sorts or is he he's you just know, a music like lover? He, a music lover, yeah. He never really got too deep into like any instrument, um, but you know, had just listening to all his old tapes and records is kind of what my taste in music came from, you know? I feel like also like for uh, like our generation or at least me and Frankie it's like everyone like skateboarded or like everyone played video games like back then it was like everyone had a guitar and yeah would at least try to learn their favorite bands mm-hmm so that I mean it's still around but I think it's at least in that like pure form of just sitting alone and learning guitar or any instrument is like fading away because it's it takes long and it's slow and it's boring at first, mm -hmm. but then you got TikTok and it's just perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is shiny and quick. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I teach piano lessons. That's why I'm saying this. I teach piano lessons to kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this, like, they have Call of Duty on their phone. And I'm like, look at this white piece of paper <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with markings on it. Go home for a week and, and work on this. And then we'll keep doing this for years. And then you can play a song, you know? Like, I don't think it's it's connecting with, 
it's not the instant gratification thing yeah and maybe some kids are just like born musicians and that's you know and they're all still out there and there's amazing kid musicians but like i might have not i might have not stuck with piano if i had a cell phone yeah when i was young you oh I, mean? I i totally understand that yeah there's this kid uh i forget what his name is but he's like seven years old like using ableton or like logic and just making songs yeah. he's so good he's got like a little stand-up desk yeah i'm sure his dad like was like yeah you should learn this <laughs> yeah he produced or whatever but yeah it's amazing you know like uh -huh. to see this kid do that but i totally agree that there's so many distractions mm -hmm. i mean it's also funny i used to play like a lot of video games and i feel like there was no mlg like you couldn't become a, a an actual professional gamer when i was doing it so yeah. i switched over to music yeah and now you can totally take that path like be like a streamer yeah so shit just always changing yeah and i might like i might have done that if i saw that you know i <clears throat> got obsessed with that road you know but it's just there was really like if you didn't have a iphone and you know you couldn't drive you know it's just like piano was just like a or just yeah. any instrument you know it's just like a fun thing to do to pass the time <laughs> and just to stick with the teaching really quick uh -huh. how often do you teach because you're very busy yeah i i found a good like uh it's in the middle of the week and i just do i i was doing tuesday wednesdays thursdays and when i kind of combined it to tuesday wednesdays and just because you're not really gigging tuesdays and wednesdays and even mondays is like i'm coming home from the sunday and i'm just not like i'm just that's like a come back to life day you know yeah. what i mean so i i found a kind of good rhythm um with just putting all my students on tuesdays and wednesdays and then thursday it's like oh get get ready because the weekend's coming and go someplace and play on the weekend do you go home and then teach and then go back yeah. normally or do I, you stay on tour no no i really i i like doing it this way i mean some sometimes you can't just because the way tours are mm -hmm. but yeah it's just been go out on the weekends and leave on a thursday or friday and then come home mm -hmm. either sunday or monday and uh just i need to recharge and i need my bed <laughs> you know what i mean i, I complete i'm the homebody yeah i don't i don't really understand the whole disappear for three months on a tour bus that seems unless terrible. you had a sick tour bus yeah. yeah if you had a real nice tour bus that it might makes, be different that would make a big difference but still just being on the road you know like yeah i'm i like i don't i don't feel like that i could get used to that I mean, I would do it just like the love for like, I would, you know, do it just because if I had to do it and it would help my career and help me, like, yeah, I, I would no problem do it. Which is like, I know that I like to be home, mm -hmm. you know, I'm the same way, man. I want to do a little origin story. When did you get into playing piano? You said that that was the first thing you started playing mm -hmm. and let's just kind of go through a progression to like producing then touring um mm -hmm. how did it start um first grade five or six years old i think that's first grade um that's weird that seems young but i think yeah yeah i, I think i was six but um yeah piano lessons um from the guy down the road that was you know he taught all kinds of instruments and I, I stuck with that same guy all the way through high school 
So, you know, 11, 12 years of piano lessons from there. And then in college, um, got in, went for music technology and also took piano lessons there because it was kind of like a, not like a minor, but it was included in the music technology would be to play an instrument as well. So I took piano lessons for four more years there. So it's just kind of, that's always been a thing in my life. So in college, I started getting in, in, into producing. Um, but even before that, I was playing in bands and at least using keyboards and different sounds and like, not just like a straight acoustic piano. Like I was learning that synths <laughs> yeah, could make different sounds. Yeah, it's kind of tough sounds. to bring the piano in. It's a little heavy. <laughs> yes. Even like in, is, you think like in uprights, like the, the yeah. smallest you can bring. Yeah, it wouldn't work there. But yeah, I got like my first like electronic keyboard that had like, you know, like those Yamaha ones. They have like 500 sounds on them and you can record and layer things. So that was in whatever, high school or something. And I really loved that. It's like, oh, I can play any instrument now. I'm going to lay down strings and I'll play a beat on the drums, on the keys, you know? So I guess that's kind of where producing began. Mm. When, I, when I learned that I could use my uh, piano skills to make different types of music than just the straight up acoustic piano sound. Yeah, and I feel like when I watch your videos, it's like percussive the way you're playing. Maybe not always when you're playing lush keys or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's like, yeah, kind of smacking the keys. Yeah, and it's funny. I when so when I'm playing that, I'm recording myself on my iPhone, and then just the sound is just in the computer. So when I go to get the video, you don't hear what I'm hearing, and it's just the raw video, and it sounds like I'm playing the drums because <laughs> it's going. But uh -huh. I'm smacking the key. You know what I mean? But it's just like it's rhythms that I didn't even realize that I was playing but it sounds you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah, so it sounds like it sounds like like this really cool drum beat I was like wow i'm like a good drummer <laughs> but like yeah. if i had sticks i could never do it you know but you're just playing yeah playing rhythms on buttons you know gotcha yeah so you were making videos too and then like when did you get gigs and stuff and start because your tour schedule i was looking at it you're i mean at least from what i saw online till december like 16th or something there's like 10 or there's a lot of dates in there mm -hmm. um so you're obviously at a high capacity right now but obviously yeah. you gotta start somewhere yeah i um so where i grew up in pennsylvania the closest like big town is morgantown west virginia and i don't know if you ever, like, you ever see their football team um west virginia Mountain i'm not Bears. a big sports fan and i'm sorry because <laughs> i told my friend i was like dude you need to teach me about like sports so i can have conversations with people at a bar because I, I don't know what to say i'm the same way but it, that's people don't know morgantown but might know that college team that's why i said okay, that okay um but yeah so um that's like the closest town and i got in a band uh in that college town and we you know played shows and i was like up on stage and kind of learning that world and uh, one of the venues there, uh, the guy that books it, basically runs it, was um, like knew me from that band. And then I, during that time is when I like stepped into the world of playing solo set and playing an electronic, you know, you know, set by myself. And I would do it at that venue. And he saw me and he has a, like, 
a lot of connects just because so many people came through that venue and he's got a lot of people's emails and just you know just years in the business and just um you know learning people and he was like let me like be your booking agent he's like let's let's just like start reaching out with my connects what you can do people need to see this Mm. and that was like two years ago oh wow yeah so everything's just been happening real fast wow that's crazy he said uh, this is adam Payne, and he said um i want to take you to red rocks i was literally (laughs) just gonna say well now you played red rocks yeah and he did it he did it dude wow so uh remind me the last podcast we were talking about it off air i forget her name but i just want lizzie jane lizzie jane yo shout out um was listening to your episode earlier Uh and it was before red rocks i think it was like the The day day before before. Yeah. yeah so i kind of wanted to see how that actually ended up going i saw the recap footage first of all it was a disaster yeah it was horrible no it looked yeah like from the recap (laughs) footage it's like amazing went perfect like actually it was a disaster yeah but i was gonna say like the swag the like zebra coat thank i don't know uh if we can see this or frankie can pull it up thanks man but like do you have a guy that styles you huh no that's so (laughs) funny um that no and that's so outside my comfort zone like i i really i don't dress well like i was that's not like i am usually t-shirt and jeans and i was like this is a big show i was like i was like i need to find some cool t-shirt or a cool hoodie because that's basically i never really like i don't do like layering and things like that very well i would like to i just don't i don't think i have an eye for it or at least i think that i look funny or dressed up when i wear like i feel like i'm i'm pretending to look like somebody <laughs> that's mm. fashionable i get that when you, know you when you're a little too dressed up you're like yeah i'm people are gonna look at me because i'm dressed up and i don't know if i want that yeah and i don't i'm not like i'm not all about like i like making a statement with my outfit like i i really don't i don't care about it that much but like i do i do i do understand that there is a part of like showmanship and you don't want to just like show up and like not look like you care it's like Mm-hmm. it's like i gotta look nice and i didn't know what to do and this is such a funny conversation it's like <laughs> my outfit because i i really don't my outfits that's always just a big thing uh but i was like oh they posted the themes of the nights and like night one was uh jungle boogie oh. and night two was like uh area 51 is like spacey stuff and i was like okay jungle boogie is like so i gotta find a t-shirt with like a lizard on it or something you know what i mean so uh i was thinking i was like oh wait black and white piano zebra oh, that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah or a tiger stripes or just one or the other i was like that that would be something cool and uh, i just googled it and found something nice bought online or something mm-hmm. but nice. thank you nice yeah, yeah yeah well also one thing you were saying on the other podcast is that i mean you carry a lot of stuff on the road mm-hmm. so and it's already like very precise what you're carrying so having a whole wardrobe yeah is an extra thing to bring yeah yeah it's a lot so yeah that's if you have like it's like the bag that i have my clothes in is also holding my wires Mm -hmm. so it's just like it's not like i have my gear bag and then my you know clothes and toiletries and another one it's just like one big pile that i'm carrying around right 
you know so that'd be a that'd be a lot to take like yeah. a whole dresser you're just like yeah. yeah i'm gonna be ready to go but that's what's nice about going out and gigging on the weekends coming home yeah you know because if i was going if i was out for 30 days then i need you know outfits for you can go home all sweaty doesn't even matter <laughs> we're just wear the same outfit the entire time yeah that's actually i mean like i'm kind of a savage i would yeah. do that i would do that um yeah. but so back to just like how that went i mean it looked pretty full like it looked mm-hmm. um like you were having a lot of fun it's a big stage like I, I from what i saw it looks like you brought the energy it was a great time i i was more nervous than i had ever been for any show mm-hmm. and it wasn't even so much as like the big stage it was more like please don't let their be any technical difficulties like please let me have this because mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like that is just if you're up on like a smaller stage and the music cuts and then the party goes oh and everybody laughs and keeps on talking it's one thing to but, get them back to yeah, yeah just you know just i mean people can understand and then so they'll walk over to the right, bar and right. forget it and keep talking but like something about red rocks is just like everyone watching you you know there's just hype hyper focus on you you know what i mean huge venue spotlight you know i was just like i just i would just i would have a really hard time going sorry everybody give me about one minute here and like messing with my computer that would yeah the pressure you'd be like oh god that would kill me but uh it it went smoothly that's probably why i look so happy i was like it's going great everything's working yeah not that things really go wrong a lot but there's there's a lot of chances for things to go wrong like pinwheel death on the macbook mm-hmm. or something yeah, you know what CPU's i mean cpus like yeah nope or just like something that i like okay the top keyboard doesn't come on which it always comes on every time but just like that would be my fear it's like okay what do i do i can't play this show without my keyboard like i was thinking like what if you know just like going extra stress on it just like you can't just stop the show <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, and your thing is pretty calculated, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, not having your keyboard would be, yeah, I legit I can't play. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, and I think, I think another thing was the, it, like, that's been like the bucket list mm-hmm. and it was this Dude, thing. so many people that come on the show, I'll ask them like, what's their dream venue or something? Red, Red Rocks, Rocks every single yeah. time. I think it's, yeah, it, it, it's like it's a meaningful thing and it like when you're there on stage it's like wow i did it that kind of like it's a heavy it's it's a it's a big thing but in my head it was always like this shining you know and it's just like to think about it for years and then for it to not go right like Mm -hmm. that would you know what i mean like to think about something for so long versus like hey you have a gig next month here you don't even get that kind of build up. There was just so much tension building up to that moment. There's that I think it just made it much more. I could have relaxed so much more, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was just like I've been thinking about it for so long. Like if I said something big was coming in three years for you, uh-huh. you know, I'd be like stressed. Yeah, no, <laughs> for I would every not day, do well with that. <laughs> you know, but if I told you three days ahead, it's just like it wouldn't be as bad. Yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. you're progressing throughout that whole thing. So it like when the moment comes, you're like, oh yeah, I, I'm killing it out here like this is i mean that's my perspective of it like you know you're ready for that moment but yeah i mean Mm -hmm. does it feel weird to have crossed that off your bucket list and you're kind of now trying to like what's the next thing 
a little bit. I thought a little bit I would be, uh, I like upset. It's like, oh, it's over. But really, you just kind of. I mean, this is what people do. It just you kind of just sink into whatever is going on. So like, I did that. And now it's like, oh, the next thing, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm like not so stressed because it's I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that I can say I did it. You know what I mean? But it's like now it's like okay, you got to go to Chicago this weekend, and it's not even like a you know what There's I mean? There's no break. Yeah, right. It's it it really there is something important to do next, and uh, so it's. I try to give myself some time to just relax and enjoy it, but like, you really can't just be like, oh, I did it and hang up your coat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, you got to keep moving. But it is it is nice to know that it's just like, you know, I did it. it you know, it's a to cross something off like that um, feels good. Totally, totally. I was thinking we could, sometimes we play music on the show. I'm in a weird place with music because copyright on YouTube doesn't oh, yeah. allow a lot of it. Sure. But, uh, you know, I have ways to get around that. But I was thinking we could play a track just Mm -hmm. so people could get a taste of it, whether or not it's like just part of it. And if you want to hear the music in this episode, check out the link in the description below. How did that kind of come to be? How did the collaboration happen? It was, this is most of my collabs is I play the mel like the melody or any melodic el- elements of the song on the keys because i think i do that a lot better than um like kicks and snares and you know like uh fx and all that extra stuff it's just like that mm. seems to be more dialed in for a producer that that's their big instrument you know what i mean mm-hmm. just like well i have something i can offer that is harder for them to get and that is original like you know ideas laid out on keys and not just one file but like here's the strings here's piano here's some organ you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i usually reach out to producers and be like hey i have this and i here's the midi and Here's the, you know, oh, way nice. that he, he provides the MIDI. I provide that the MIDI. is nice. <laughs> that's I do, helpful. I do, I, I do provide the MIDI. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, yeah. So, and I'm always like, do whatever you want with it. You know, here's an idea. Make it about a minute long so you don't give them this like finished idea. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like, here's here's my song. You want to put the drums <laughs> on it? add some percussion or something? Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, but that's usually how it works out. It's just like that's, and that's why I like collab so much because it's like I can do what I do best and then I don't have to go picking, you know, samples out very much. Um, and uh, yeah, things like that come out. I did that with, a, you know, several artists. Mm. Speaking of several artists, you have opened for a lot of really big name acts. Like I was looking at your Spotify, Grizz, Galantis, Big G. Big G was for the Red Rocks thing, right? Mm-hmm. I did a couple shows with them, but yeah, the Red Rocks is like the biggest one I've done with them. Yeah, that was the big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like the OK, Ill Gates, Fox Stevenson, like that. Those are some heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I also saw that the first time you did your like live thing was at. Um, what's it called brownies and lemonade right oh yeah yeah and i was like just kind of wanted to get some backstory on that and just like how that first experience doing your solo project was 
Yeah. Um, I, I would say I was not ready. Really? It was too early in, in the career and I was making video. It went, everyone would say it went fine. You know what I mean? But I look back, I'm like, I cannot believe that I was, that is, that's, there was probably a thousand people there. Mm. That is not where you want to premiere your live set. You know, were there I mean? technical difficulties? No, just just oh, I did. I didn't understand anything about a live show. There were there were silences between songs. Mm. Like the songs weren't anything that I would do today. Like I just and I didn't. I had a fraction of what my show is now, mm. and. um it went well and people were like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? But it's just like, I, that, that was a result of, um, growing online and not in real life. And mm-hmm. I was like, look what I do online, you know? Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it didn't go well, but I just looking back, I was like, I needed about three years of shows before I'd be playing to a thousand people. You do know you think I mean? that that kind of just like got your feet wet real quick though? And like maybe just... It might have. It might have yeah. done the springboarding effect. Like, yeah, I mean, to see a thousand people... That would scare me. Yeah. But that it, would worry me. But it, maybe it put something in my head. But yeah, I was just... It was like... It was really... Yeah. It, it, I, I didn't realize that this show wasn't what I would want it to be. Cause I was just like, Oh, I did a show, you know, but I look back, I'm like, I can't believe I was doing that, you know? And it's just, that would be a big show for me now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, but I'm, I'm glad it happened and it probably did spark something in me. Like I want more of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to come back more prepared and like dial it in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You were talking about the social media aspect that kind of like got you that because you said that you were maybe more growing on like social media and then that's what allowed it's not like you were gigging as much that that landed you the gig it was more the social presence correct yeah and getting artist shout outs like i was like that was my how i presented to brownie and lemonade i was like look i have these artists telling me how uh cool my yeah yeah tweeting and dude that's actually something i wanted to get into because it's whether or not it was intentional it's pretty genius in the sense that like you do your version cover whatever of their song that you'll there's a good chance these people are gonna see it and either they're gonna like it or not Mm -hmm. and i mean i saw on your page there's like a lot of shout outs from big name artists that are like dude this arrangement from Mm -hmm. jason is crazy like go Mm -hmm. like yeah I mean, just a couple questions, like how did that help you? Like from specific, were there any specific ones where it's like, wow, that really helped me. Um, you know, I saw Zed's dead shout you out. Like, yeah. Was that intentional to get the feedback? I don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah. It, there's like, you can actually like follow a trail to like, like looking back. The breadcrumb like, trail. Right. So it went make keyboard videos and then I got an EDM. So then I started playing EDM and dubstep stuff on keyboards or, you know, when I got into it nine years ago, trap was the big thing. Still love that. Me too. I still love the trap. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. It'll be back. <laughs> uh, but I did a, uh, trap, uh, like mix, like a five minute mix of all my favorite trap songs and played it on keyboards 
and I posted it on there's a subreddit called trap our trap mm. and it got the most attention I've ever had anything get online and uh, in that mix I played a nightmare track street mm. and I played it on the piano somebody from nightmares team saw it said hey can we use that clip mm. and we'll put it on nightmare socials and i said let me just make you a nice little one minute street like separate instead of clipping the video i was like i'm just gonna play it and i'll give it to you guys i gave it to them and this is early on i haven't played a show yet now nightmare on his page and he's showing all his fans yeah and it's getting all those likes and all the dopamines going and i'm like oh like i have a secret way in yeah i can the back door yes and like how to get on i was like that was one and then i was like uh let me try somebody else and um i took that video i was like i reached out to allison wonderland's uh management i was like i did this for nightmare can i do one for her you know like if you got the nightmare co-sign right and that's helpful yeah and then it was a one two like the next week i made one and they said yes and now the next week i was on hers and now all her fans saw me and i was like i could i could just do this forever yeah no <laughs> you know i know I, mean? I was thinking about it. i was like that's kind of genius yeah but but like i and i did it for a long time and i've probably done it like 20 times like probably have like 20 different videos on different artists pages and uh that was really that really helped me grow and just like got people to look at look at me you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it's just like if they're that fan or that fan then they start seeing my channel and then, uh, yeah, that, that I was like, okay, I, I got this down. I need to take this to the stage because otherwise it's just going to be this. And I will keep doing that because I like how it feels. And I'm just, you know, I'll just. It's fun to do. Yeah. And I would just disappear in that forever. Um, but then that's when I, that was the biggest hurdle, I think, is make, bringing it to the stage, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a two minute one song video that I did alone in my room. It had to be like a nice mix you know sound like a fully DJ. fleshed out mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah gotcha yeah. okay 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 so i mean i feel like i do want to talk about the live setup a little bit i know that this was touched on um in other conversations but just to break down kind of what you bring on stage um what, what do we got going on all right so the th- three uh, tier keyboard setup with a um, <clears throat> um, a stand that is like uh, telescopic. Is that the word where it folds? Yeah, where it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is called a Spider um, Pro stand, but it has three tiers. And I got my Yamaha piano on the bottom, and that one stays piano. And that one has like weighted keys. Right. Does it go, I was watching the videos and it's like weighted, the next one, it looks semi-weighted and then there's like the top one feels like it's like just flips oh, right back up that is um there's actually a word for that um hammer graded i forget do you know that yeah but the hammer graded maybe we look it up on a on a on a acoustic piano the lower keys are heavier oh really and the yeah they feel they're they're a little bit not not a lot but like there's just more weight to them to push down versus the top ones mm. And they actually try to replicate that on a um, keyboard. And that's when they like, this is weighted keys, hammer graded, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the bottom ones do have a little more um, push, you know, 
push to them. And that's where you play like piano. Piano. Keep it piano. Yeah. yeah. And that's always like a little, that's a signature sound or whatever you want to put into a song, you know? So that's basic. And it's just audio out of that, just a stock piano sound out of it. And um, so that's always the bottom. And then, well, the top one is also a Yamaha, that blue one. And I also use the stock sounds out of that. And it's good for orchestral instruments like flutes and bells and strings and some pads, but like base, like basically like if I need to add some, you know, extra melodies, nothing, nothing too heavy with synths on that one. Um, and then the middle one is just a MIDI controller and it doesn't have sounds built into it. I'm just running MIDI out. Mm. And then I have, um, my computer right here with main stage and that's a um, yeah i heard you talking about main stage what who makes that and apple. what does it do apple, apple makes it, right okay. and if you know logic you can do main stage because it looks exactly the same gotcha but main stage is like logic live you know I what think, i mean think uh what's that wild guy's name who just like goes out in a park and like live streams um, rebel yeah. yeah 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 mark i think he uses that because i've seen yeah. it and it looks like logic and i'm like dude there's so many good sounds in there like mm -hmm. Yeah. but it but it it's not the good sounds aren't main stage main stage just organizes but like i have serum and massive and oh uh, okay you know gotcha. what i mean yeah, yeah so it's okay. not like it's not like you buy sounds for main main stage is just like holds it and puts it in an order is it a daw or no it's just where you can no i don't think it would be considered a daw it's just for live okay and it's lining up customize it's a, it just make a patch. What do you want this patch to be? I want it to be a serum base. I'm going to EQ it. All right, I'll call this Wub. All right, new patch. Gotcha. This is a screech, you know what I mean? I'll, and I'll make it in massive and then that's... So then they're all lined up in a row. So as the set plays, I have all my drops, different mm. sounds ready to go. Mm. Okay. And then the piano is this kind of filler and then, you know, the top one for building or it has a really good guitar on it too so i'll like solo some uh. guitar on it but like basically it's not that like i'm not going to build up a drop and then play just the blue or bottom keyboard the heavy bass is the middle gotcha when do you switch to the keytar the keytar is just such a funny instrument it's so 80s everyone loves that one it's sick yeah it's swag you can stand up swag with it you know. i always save it for the end because it's like i I don't know, where, at least where I'm at with it now. It's harder for me to play. I'm not as good on it as I am just a keyboard just because my hands are now different. Yeah. I'm still getting used to that. Mm -hmm. So I really can't I really can't play as well on it as I can. I'm getting better at it, but like the middle keyboard or anything. But I save it for the end because then it, it's just like, like, I mean like the last two minutes of the show because then it's just like this crazy new thing like what is that just getting it out and like, then, yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. it's like a big kind of i need that climactic you know ending mm -hmm. and i was like what song could be my ending i was like oh i need to make it like a this totally new thing comes out and i usually end with that and then i just say good night and it's just like it leaves them on a mm -hmm. high note you know yeah for sure i'm like very curious about like where the keytar came from do we know any lineage of it like is it did it come out in the 80s? that was invented by john keytar yeah yeah, yeah 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 gotcha gotcha i think i think it was the 80s Maybe, yes. frank are we pulling up uh like a Wikipedia? Of, there can't be a 
a nerdier subject than the history of the keto. Dude, I want to know. I was thinking about it today. <laughs> what? The history of the ooey. What's a ooey? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and then you can load sounds onto yeah, it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's sick. Ooey. It's also Ooey. just a fun name. Ooey. Yeah, I got the ooey. <laughs> the Orphica. Oh yeah, let's. Is uh, where it started. It's uh, from Vienna. Guess what year? Seventy-two. So off. Wow. 1795. Wait, what? How was it amplified? (laughs) So I don't think that that, I think that that's, it's, it says it's the oldest forerunner of the keytar. It's like the the prototype. Oh, it would probably be like a piano, but you hold it. Yeah. But that must have been heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) the people in the 1700s actually had pianos. What about an accordion as well though? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. But did it still have like the hammer and stuff? I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check it out here. We'll okay, okay. I want to see the acoustic guitar. <laughs> oh, this thing looks really cool. It's an acoustic guitar. Ooh, it's like it's got sense. piano strings right. like, on it. I so can it's kind see of it. like a harp with a little piano key bed on it. It's really cool. It's really cool looking. See, this might have been a good rabbit hole. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you need one of those for your dude. Closing, you might have to get one know? of those. I need another box to get through the airport with this thing. Actually, that's a good transition to the box because box. I just thought it was so cool to hear about the, the <laughs> yeah, like the, your dad made you a case <laughs> yeah. so it could stay under the weight limit to, to travel with it. And then yeah. you also talked about how like, got to get that like media pass to yeah. travel with it for cheaper. Yeah. There, there's some, there's a, you had to figure it out. But, yeah. Yeah, if I had any more equipment, it wouldn't work out. But yeah, it's just like just enough that I could carry. But yeah, instead of carrying four separate boxes and getting charged for four bags, I was like, I need to get it in one. But they don't make a four keyboard case. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my dad's a handyman. He knows it. Is he a handy? What does he do? He's retired, but he was an appliance repairman. And he just could fix anything. He knew. And he, yeah, he grew up on a farm, so he had all that extra. He could, I don't know, you know, just like if the plumbing goes out, he knows what to do. Like if my plumbing yeah. goes out, no, you know we're I mean? all fucked. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know anything. <laughs> but like, but like any, you know, like he, he built the house that I grew up in. Like if you can build a house, you know what I mean? It's like any problem that arises pretty much solved. So when I was like, I need a case. If so, if he can build a room, he could, you know, build a case. Dude, this is a kind of tangent as well, but I do enjoy tangents on this show. I was listening, so I went to go see Polyphia last night, and they fucking shred. I bet. And then I went on to like a Tim Henson. He's like the guitarist, the 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 face of the band, mm-hmm. and he was talking to this guy Rick Beato about how like the future is gonna be like right now. It's like producers find presets and they make sounds and they they sample stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But in the future, it's going to be like, who can prompt the best? Like, who can write the best prompt to make art out of? Hmm. And I just, talking about what your dad knows, like the practical skills, is like, are we just going to not know anything? It seems like it's going that way. Is that what's good? Because think about how many people already don't know how their computer works. I know how my computer works, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, 
kind of well. <laughs> so I don't know. It's I, just, I wouldn't even say I know kind of well. It, it just seems like magic to me. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's I mean, good it, today. I mean, yeah, there nothing technologies. I've just honed all attention on music, and like I, that's that's pretty much it. So everything else to me is just a miracle. Like yeah the world is insane <laughs> yeah i get it though like i'm like if i if i i bet there's people that are obsessed with me about what i'm doing or there are people as obsessed with me what i'm doing but with uh microwaves and they're like how can i make the best microwave mm. like what, you know the door needs to and they, like they get super technical with that and that is why we have good microwaves you know what i mean but like the, and there's just so many people and everybody's kind of doing that think the microwave dinger is going off that's funny My yeah. girlfriend's cooking a little right synchronicity now. <laughs> yeah. there i hear it that's funny ding yeah yeah and that somebody chose that sound and they're like that sounds a little flat let's go with that one you know what i mean somebody's like really obsessed over like the sound of just that and like that's what we see everywhere you know somebody cared about that cup uh-huh. somebody like made that candle with love you know what i mean yeah and uh that's the world at least yeah but i know what you're saying like people are getting too obsessed with things that won't work if you're stuck in the woods there's too many layers that if like we went backward it would be like no one knows anyway that's one of my fears but also another thing i was thinking about is i feel like what you're doing with the live performance is not gonna go away in the same way that production might go away not a way but like that it is going to be more impacted by generative Mm -hmm. art stuff because and we don't have to like be on this ai thing for too long but it's just it's easier to generate something than for someone to go on stage and do this production and you know that's the connection it's that a person is doing that yeah i think that'll always be there yeah people still like you know like the human a human playing an instrument makes small mistakes and that's actually what producers try to put in their songs mm-hmm. they they try to yeah, swing they try to it get it off the grid a little yeah, yeah yeah you can't people don't like that perfect you know what i mean so that that's like within us but this but this like ai thing is it's it's i'm incorporating incorporating it with what i'm doing i'm not really like not like I'm safe from it. I'm like using it and like including it into what I'm doing, but it's still being funneled through me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I just think if you watched whatever, like something that was mechanical, make like a crazy arpeggio or like something really technical, Mm -hmm. you'd just be like, yeah, I mean, it was made to do that yeah but humans it's like oh wow that's actually impressive you know how long it took to figure out and practice to Mm -hmm. do that there's also this tightrope walk that performers do like there's a little bit of nervousness that the audience is like are they gonna mess up yeah versus like somebody with a computer a robot you know playing this amazing perfect riff or even if they programmed human mistakes within the robot to you know make it sound more still human. programmed but yeah. it's like there there is this something where that's like i think that's what kind of clicks with my shows too it's just like i i am pretty close to 
messing up at all times because like i'm looking at main stage and i'm like i'm doing this you know what i mean yeah. and like and like i'll i'll, I'll make mistakes mm-hmm. and, and you can hear me up there just screaming at myself but like if it if i land the trick you know it feels mm-hmm. it feels good and people like to see like to see you take a risk and then it, you know sometimes you fall sometimes you make it but that is interesting in itself to watch something mm-hmm. like that yeah for sure i am so interesting i am just the most interesting person <laughs> in no, the world I, I get it though yeah. yeah and that's why sometimes i feel like you know you go to like edc and watch the main stage and it's like that's mostly pre-programmed yeah and it's, and it's about the like energy of it yeah but i will never yeah i will never like people i'll get comments people are like djs wish they could i don't even know how to dj so i can't even begin to hate but like i i that's why i'm doing what i'm doing i love that stuff so much and even if it is pre-programmed yeah it's a little corny if they're faking like mm-hmm. faking like they're doing a lot like but still is like the spectacle of an edc set right it's yeah like amazing at the end itself. of the day if it's cool like if you're having a good time kind of doesn't matter yeah i agree <laughs> yeah but it's just wild i like i'm i'm too on the ai it, stuff <laughs> it's okay but it, it is fun for me too it keeps it interesting for me personally because because i might mess up mm-hmm. versus if i was just up there and i just was hitting play and pretending to play the keyboards then it's just like i think i wouldn't look forward to shows mm-hmm. like there's that tension of just like am i gonna make it is it gonna work that yeah. that keeps this thing makes me want to keep chasing it yeah yeah for sure i wanted to talk a little bit more tour life stuff because it is uh it's tough but i was wondering you know are you when you go on your tour i know you go back home but are there these weird like fun happy accidents that happen like obviously this was kind of not planned slightly Mm -hmm. planned and you know do you find that there are some moments of sweetness that like being on tour that you're just like oh nice i got to go to disney world or something like that uh well that's what i thought it would be like is like oh i'm in um you know this city i'm going to go to this favorite restaurant and this uh landmark you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but really you arrive there you arrive there tired and then you have sound check and then there's a two hour period in there it's like well i'm gonna go check into the hotel and they're like all right i'll get a bite to eat well they have food for me there at the venue i could save money if i did that Mm -hmm. and you just end up like like i'll go to cities and then not do very much in it Mm -hmm. like what the most i can do and what i try to do is hit the cool restaurant the locals favorite you know what i mean yeah but it's really you're not like sightseeing you know because mm-hmm. things happen so fast you, it, like if you're if you're there it's just like sound checking hotel eat all right now the doors are open mm-hmm. what are you gonna do drive an hour away you know what i mean yeah i mean luckily this was very close to yeah. where you're performing so it worked yeah. out well i play so late tonight so it's it kind of works it's yeah. far far away yeah we'll just kick it um i was wondering kind of like favorite moments on on tour like i know red rocks is a huge amazing moment but what else was cool um uh, making friends in these cities and meeting people and staying connected 
wasn't something I thought would continue or or happen. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of to myself. I'm a little antisocial, but uh, I've just made so many friends, mm-hmm. like just people, like hanging out after the show, talking. Like I, when I go back in that city, now we're we already have that hangout time and we can do it again or mm. they can take me to this spot that they think's cool. Just, I think I didn't see relationships with people within these cities as part of this. Cause I was kind of looking at it as work. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, you know, there, there is, I'll be like, I'll have some show in St. Louis and I'm like, yeah, that's my, but like, I would never see unless I'm in St. Louis, but like we're, like I'm never gonna go to St. Louis unless I have a gig there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I'm playing in St. Louis. That's where I know that person. Mm. And that person hits me up and like, yo, you're gonna be in St. Louis. And then you know, we'll get a bite to eat or something. And and I, I love that. And I love and I just love meeting people from different places because we're all pretty much the same too. Mm. There's a different vibe with the cities, but you kind of sure. get a feel of like, yeah, we're all, it, maybe it makes me feel like a sense of like connection or something yeah everyone's trying to like just make connections at the end of the day yeah are these mostly musicians that you're no just people that's the show just yeah just i'm really like i don't i don't do a lot of unless i'm really like i need time myself i hang out in the crowd like i i get too nervous before a set to sit alone in a quiet room in the green room and yeah that's where that's where the nerves (laughs) really you know so like i'm like i know here's like i grew up just out in the crowd i'm you know comfortable out there and then you're also talking to people and they're like i love your videos and you can you know talk to them that way and you know connect with fans and connect with people but uh, yeah that's usually what i'm doing i'm just kind of like just meeting people at these shows yeah like all walks of life yeah that's yeah. cool uh going to the videos real quick because i just this just popped in my head it was something i wanted to ask about you know like it's funny you'll see an artist on one platform and they'll be like doing really well on like TikTok or something and then you check out their spotify or whatever and it's like oh substantially less people follow or you know listen to your music um and it's kind of a two-part question one is do you focus on any platform more so than the other and also how do you feel like they they cross over they like cross pollinate like what's kind of the best way to cross pollinate and get someone from tiktok to actually then go listen to your music Mm -hmm. um well facebook was my first that's like an old people platform now but facebook is where i started yeah and facebook is it's kind of nice. You have like a link tree, but it's like a better link tree. I was looking at it. I was like, yeah. oh, this is like, I need to upgrade. Fancy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but Facebook is nice because that's, you can actually have links and events and stuff. I wish it was the big platform because it's the most, it, for like business wise, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, like on Instagram, you can't even put like links in the comments or no, anything like that. It's kind of jank. So I don't that, know what's up with that. That makes it. I, they, I'm sure they do that on purpose to keep you in Instagram. But as far as just like, I'm trying to run a business here, Facebook seems better, but now it's for old people and it's uncool. I think it's kind of slightly coming back. Like I've been hearing more people so. telling me like, oh, I'm kind of like back on Facebook yeah. a little bit. I'm like, no. That's where I have the m- most 
followers yeah yeah and then and then instagram is kind of where it's been at and that's where i guess for musicians it's the most focus mm-hmm. but now i'm seeing that tiktok is actually the better place for musicians but tiktok there's this weird vibe where you can just post like the dumbest shortest videos and it's not this like sacred instagram wall where every post is like all right here comes the post people will just take their phone like say something and put it back down and that's a post on tiktok mm. and i'm trying to get used to talking to the camera you know i feel I mean? like you're good at it though Thank like you. i was watching Thank your you. stuff and it's just like <laughs> it's I, hard you're very persistent at plugging like oh i have this show coming up and you know mm-hmm. like saying it with a smile and like it sounds tiring it, it I, you know there's anytime i'm talking it's a video of me talking to the camera saying that that is not just off the cuff that is like many tries to get it right i just have a hard time with, i play keyboards better better than talking <laughs> so i was just like that's that's the that's a hard part for me but yeah but like there is something about i found this out with tiktok and instagram is if they like when you use their features they do like so their you, editor or whatever yeah if you, if you use their editor they, i think they push a little bit more because they're like you're utilizing them uh-huh. but the reply to comments has been like my most successful oh yeah yeah getting in there yeah. and talking to people no no like uh, a comment if you post a reel or a tiktok you can and somebody says something you can reply and then you can make a video and the quote of what the person oh, said you ever yeah, see those yeah 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 yeah. like that platform likes when you do that <laughs> and they push those videos more so like when everyone says like i'll see you in chicago like it's a perfect opportunity to instead of just saying see you there it's a perfect opportunity to just make a 10 second video yeah can't wait chicago if you guys didn't hear about it that you know what i mean so does that help the initial video that you post or does it help? i think it does i think okay. it drives and i think anybody that's like that initial video then they that will pop up maybe not always but they so i think there is some kind of connection there yeah but there's a there's a there's a way and like i like i'll look at tiktok and i, I see how people use it and it's definitely not it's just really much more relaxed and i think that yeah i think that that's where everyone's moving for that reason because people can't stand this like the seriousness of instagram does feel serious you're yeah. right it's yeah. like it, it feels in that it feels outdated because in, like it's <clears> just like people don't stress out on posts like you don't need to do that <laughs> you know what i mean i still do it you know i what still mean? do it yeah but but like it's like it's okay we can we can you know yeah tiktok definitely has more of that vine energy where it's like just it's yeah. it's mostly just about fun stuff it's not about serious like i'm playing this show yeah and, like this is the flyer yeah and, like, nobody nobody count. like and that's like you know the new generation if it's an ad it's like done i've noticed that yeah if your stuff it. looks too ad like yeah. which which can look really polished mm-hmm. um i've even noticed that, and now we're just getting down the technical realm of like social media stuff and who knows it'll change but like i've even noticed that if you put a thumbnail that isn't just like some random bit of the video it it feels like it doesn't do as well yeah i don't know yeah but i like my shit to look polished the i the like the show flyer like has to it has to go on it can't be killed because it's uh-huh. all your information you need to know the address and the time and the date and who's going to be there right you know instead of making a 30 second video explaining each aspect of it 
mm-hmm. but it just it's people are just hit with those ads all day mm-hmm. and then they're just going to pass over yours and that's why people will be like when they announce a huge show the front of the picture will be them just like in a bathroom selfie yeah. and then the next one is playing madison square garden you know what i mean yeah. it's because it's just like it needs to you got to get their attention with hey i'm just chilling i'm the and then also look i have a serious ad on this side yeah so it's like you have to do but it's so silly it's just like get their attention with not caring and doing just a <laughs> you know a meme picture and then put the ad yeah but yeah there's a whole science to that it's it's pretty inch i mean it's it it's kind of interesting because it's how do humans think mm-hmm. and when we've reached this we're awake now to a point of i don't want to be sold things like right. don't make me feel like you're selling me something like show me s- some kind of human connection mm-hmm. like don't <laughs> throw this ad in my face right now the authenticity thing. yeah and that's a good place to be yeah but it's a lot harder instead of just sticking up a flyer and being like i i struggle with it though because it's like I kind of like the mystique or like mysteriousness of the artists that you don't see every morsel of their everyday life or something. So I'm kind of hoping that the pendulum swings the other way. But I would, I, I would, I remember thinking I want to be the mysterious you know, like that's all you see is my art. Yeah. You like know, just, my bio is just high. Yeah. Something like, and like yeah. that's, that's just anything that, I put out is going to be my video it's just gonna be i'm not gonna be like this but then then you're just gonna get lost in the like you'll be like i'm an artist and just like you know get lost in this crowd of people doing it the other way so you kind of have to adapt you don't have to but it certainly helps yeah <laughs> no I, you kind of have to but I there mean, are artists out there that are mysterious like how way up the mountain yes a good way up yeah it's it, it certainly yeah, it's it, got the path it already helps in your favor but yeah. there are artists there are artists that like just have three posts on instagram and people are like what is this and maybe yeah. their art is so like there are musicians that make such good songs mm-hmm. that they don't need to post bathroom selfies For like sure. that's actually the coolest place to be <laughs> i feel like you can do that once you kind of have the people following you can like just delete everything and be like this is the stuff i actually want you to care about (laughs) yeah like i've seen people do that yeah um there's there's this there's just on this topic a funny thing with videos when i make them is i make them short now to stay if they're if you post a five minute video no one's gonna watch it no one's gonna sit on facebook for five minutes and watch a video or instagram you know yeah so they got to be quick and if even they cut reels on instagram to be a minute and a half you know what i mean like it has to be a minute and a half can't go longer yeah and then a lot of comments are we want the full thing we we want to hear the whole like why is it cut so short it's like you wouldn't have seen it Mm -hmm. if i did make it a full thing or you wouldn't have watched the some people would but like it wouldn't make it to your phone if i posted a five minute video Mm -hmm. because the reason you're seeing this right now is because it's short so I there has to be a balance where I do make some like yeah. full length things, but like it's like this is why the reason that you're even seeing this video is because of its short, you know. Yeah, you kind of got to hit all the bases like with the yeah. podcast. It's like we did a podcast the other day and it was like two hours and twenty minutes. That will be edited down, but mm-hmm. still, it's a, a super long form. And there's the other end of it where people love 
that and maybe it's for a specific thing where like you sit down with someone for an hour hour and a half and you actually pick up on the cues where it's like i i kind of know how this person thinks Mm -hmm. with one minute or 40 whatever how however long you you don't know yeah you just know like that this was a fun thing you know (laughs) so but i get it you got to hit like i have like the full form video clips of the video they're like eight minutes and then like 30 seconds yeah yeah and then hopefully that like strings but there is that yeah i mean podcasts are a thing people like to listen to long things you know but i think just in the world i'm in of um videos and like it's just like people are just right here and they want the quick dopamine hit you know it's just like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna use my videos as a promotional tool for my for sure music oh yeah it's like uh, why not play the game that's you know in place kind of gross but it's no I, I get it i like it though sometimes the clips are actually like great and I, it's I, like this is fantastic i also very much enjoy the art of making a 90 second song yeah and trying to fit it in like there uh-huh. is there's this thing it's like all right i want to do all these things it's almost like why people like twitter because they forces you to keep it that short mm-hmm. like i'm learning how can i make this sound like it's not just this clip like how can i make and then now there's this new thing i'm learning it's like how can i make it have a build and die down and build but keep it moving in 90 seconds and keep it snappy yeah so i, I enjoy it yeah it's a it's a different art form i i enjoy it as yeah. well i'm not trying to just bash like what we got to do as artists it's <laughs> annoying it's like it's yeah. just a new medium yeah you know um i was thinking we could listen to another track And if you want to hear the music in this episode, check out the link in the description below. Um, I wanted to ask you just real quick about like the sound selection is like that synth. Like, where do you get that? That is a synth I tweaked. It was already a preset, but it's something in massive. I've changed the name since, but uh, it's it's just like it, it was a guitar sounding synth. Yeah. And I just went through and I tweaked it to sound the way I wanted it to. Mm. And then I just like saved it that way. And it feels the best under my fingers. And it's this, it's this sound that it's so funny because massive, it's like the old version of massive. It's not like this newest sound, mm-hmm. but I'm, I haven't ran into a synth like this anywhere else. And it, it just, it's unpredictable in that it, it kind of like, can you tell that it like distorts and growls but not like it just it feels like a guitar's feedback it's not as linear yeah i can't like i don't know what it's gonna do when i'm playing it and the mod wheel makes it like feels kind of dangerous yeah yeah like i'm I'm trying to like like balance this thing and the mod wheel will make it like i don't even know what it does but the mod wheel like crunches it and then it'll kind of like suck it down and then i can pull it back up but it's like that versus a lot of sensor like i know what it's gonna do and i have complete control but in that like i don't have control over it like brings out such crazy sounds like some happy accidents yeah 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 that's cool i wanted to ask also about like some who are artists that inspire you right now and then also going back to maybe just the the start of your career um well like my my big one is pink floyd that's mm. like the that's like the changed my perspective on music 
and those albums like i always like that run of albums they did in the 70s they did dark side wish you were here animals then the wall the wall yeah they did that in, in under 10 years like they did that in the 70s and i was just like that like that that's like my four favorite albums like it's it's that's just mm-hmm. insane to me that they did that i think it's the, like the greatest feat ever pulled in music and i just got really obsessed over pink floyd for a long time so i have to say they're probably my favorite and that just their use of sense and epicness the wall is this rock opera you know what i mean mm-hmm. i just really i really like it i really like them but uh yeah that's old school and like classic rock dad rock some, yeah. some yacht rock in there i love the yacht rock genre <laughs> yeah my dad is more into like uh that's what i say i'm like listening to his tapes and stuff but you know he he liked you know zeppelin and the who and my deep dad purple. and your dad are similar yeah he's also the same way. and then like those old classic rock bands had like like deep purple had organs and like crunchy mm. you know mean sounding like i liked i always liked that um but yeah um new producers and music I just think, uh, I think Porter Robinson is something special. Yeah. Um, what he's doing, like with electronic music for trap, I was all into RL Grime and dude, you know, those Halloween mixtapes. Yeah. That was like, that's that's what really captivated (laughs) me. He's killing it still. Like, Yeah. yeah. My buddy who like literally only like he loves listening to live concerts and stuff he was just over showing me some stuff and i was like damn i slept on this yeah yeah like i should yeah he yeah he's still and he has he has a great vision like for what he wants it to look like um so yeah but yeah just old that old trap stuff really got me into it because trap stuff is so much more fun to me than anything is going on as a keyboardist is what i'm doing is because they were big bassy 808s on the bottom and then fun melody on the top yeah and now it's becoming this uh droning one note yeah or screech screech you know but you listen to like songs were silly and you maybe can't be silly all the time and some of them do sound dated but that's what got my brain firing because i'd be like i can play that melody if i just had the drums and everything but that melody was taken out I could play that. I could, I know what those notes are, mm-hmm. but you can't really do that with a lot of like this, like when it's just like a rhythm two note growl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I wish like the trap music is like, I got into it because of that. Like, that's what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to play that type of songs on there, but they, they do kind of sound, you know, a little clubby. You l- listen to like 2012 trap. It's I still <laughs> love it. <It's> like, <laughs> oh, I love it too. But it's just yeah. like, I can understand why people have, evolved to you know a different level but i wish that they could take that sound and some people start doing it but you know use it in today's i feel like trap beats are very versatile too like you can there's so many different genres within because at the end of the day it's kind of just like hip-hop yeah you know what i mean and it doesn't have to be like the typical trap but it also doesn't have to be like boom bap yeah you know what i mean it can just be this great beat yep. that just bangs it's kind of the meta in some senses of just like break beat it's n- not actually now i'm gonna get flamed because people are gonna be like, do breaks break like beat. what are you talking about yeah but i really think there's so many different styles and it's all about your sound selection 
-hmm. like if your snare is like clunky or yeah. just more straight like almost like a clap or something you know what i mean it's just yep there's a lot to play with there agreed uh you know in the start of the show i asked you what your first concert was but now i want to ask what was your favorite most game-changing like concert you saw that maybe it was unexpected maybe you were just like i don't know something man there was a there was a reason i've been to a lot of shows and kind of gotten used to shows and mm -hmm. i think that's why jaded right and i think that's why this one was so special because i've been to shows that i maybe i was like i saw the eagles you know it's just like nice that's <laughs> like that's you know insane but uh this year daily bread oh was this at north coast <laughs> no is it up in alaska for that sacred acre uh, festival oh cool and i was I, it made me just like fall in love with music like <laughs> he he's put he's made a sound he's made a he the set sounded like one thing and not in a bad way i mean like he has his i it's like you're inside his brain you know what i mean it's not it he just he figured it out exactly what he wants to do but uh yeah that set made me just be like what are kind of the subjective or maybe objective things about that set that he was doing that kind of got your attention like that the he he uses a palette and he s sounds listen to it like a mix on soundcloud yeah. you'll hear a sound in the first 10 seconds of a wub and he incorporates that wub throughout the entire mix in different ways and it doesn't get old mm. I'm in this Keeps it I'm in this TikTok-y thing where I have to be like now look at this now look at this now look at this you know now it's different and like you know but it's just like there I, I like I like I haven't seen it really before but there are just he it, it's almost like there's 20 sounds that he has mm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. and he's made a mix using he uses he's from Atlanta and uses a lot of Atlanta trap elements so like you'll hear like those synths and like even some soul you know samples and stuff but I just really was like this is like it I liked you know what I'm trying to say I just liked that it sounded like this yeah. one thing but it sounds like some of the, the sauce of it was that there's a limited selection but he's throwing at you throwing it at you in a bunch of different contexts and you're like oh mm -hmm. that's actually cool like that. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't hear the set but yeah even like he has like a new album out and like in the first song there's a wub wub wow and you'll hear it in that in that first song and it's kind of laid back but it's just a wub wub wow you know and four or five songs later the heaviest drop comes in and goes wow but it's that same thing mm. but but it's not old it's not oh that sound again it's like i said it's that palette and mm. I'm, I'm just inspired by it i would like to do that too I, I i don't know it just struck me really cool but that's what i really enjoyed about that set <laughs> yeah no that's super cool i feel like that's what you know like a lot of artists are trying to do they're trying to get their their sound mm -hmm. you know yeah. but at the same time you want to keep it fresh so you want maybe other sounds too mm -hmm. but yeah and i think maybe that why it struck a chord is because that's where i'm at it's like 
I need my own, I can't just be remixing everything. I need like my own, what is my own thing? Like dream and back of my arms and derealization are very different, which is right. all right, you know, cause this is like what came out at that time. But it's like how to hone a, a sound of your own. It's mm-hmm. a challenge. Yeah, I'm kind of ADD with it. Yeah. Like I'm not the person that makes a patch and then uses it a lot. But I have found actually when I've made like a sound, like a lead sound specifically I'm thinking of that I like. And then I just open up that same project and delete everything but keep just the track so I can mm-hmm. still play it. I'll find a new context to put it in, but it still has that like signature, whether or not you're gonna call it that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I've found that that's like a good way to do it. Awesome, we've gone we've co- gone far and wide. Talked <laughs> about it all. Talked about it all, yeah. Basically nothing else to talk about ever. <laughs> but, let's get uh, into politics. Yeah, no, all right, no. Let's, uh, let's end before we do that. <laughs> but um, how do you feel about Biden? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Any shout outs, uh, you know, besides like daily bread, um, just people that, you know, you'd like to just send some love to. Uh, how about my family doing it out with the live instruments and the electronic music scene? Um, Pfeiffer, Josh Teed, Kofreji. We got Abel Gray playing on the drums. Um, there's just, a, there's a world of people that are uh, incorporating their instrument into electronic music um and that's just a cool uh team to be on there's so many i don't want to miss it mick wavy playing the sax and the guitar um caleb actually who i'm playing with tonight has a guitar so you got to tell him about the history of the guitar i will i'm gonna blow know it was made in 17 whatever i'm gonna blow his mind yeah (laughs) yep for sure. So the people doing the like the live, the live stuff. Heck yeah, Vincent yeah. Antone plays it, shreds on the guitar. There's a there's there's it's I wouldn't call it underground, but there is some kind of movement of that is people incorporating their live instrument into the set, and people like to see that. Yeah, you see it more and more, and you also see when people are doing it because they've almost been told that that's like the wave versus mm-hmm. the people who are like this is like what i do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you said kofresi like kofresi's fucking yeah like he's crazy on the drums. i watched i was watching kofresi's videos before i played um my set i was mm-hmm. like who's this mystery man <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah shredding yeah. the kofresi the pirate oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. yeah it's inspiring to see everybody and seeing how they do it like it's kind of because i kind of know where they came from it's just like you know it's like i played the saxophone and i want to get into this world and it's kind of weird you know it's like it's a world of djs and you're sitting there with your saxophone you know what i mean like yeah trying to figure that out and not only does it work but it's amazing because it's you're hearing both of these you know human element and you know the perfect uh, electronic drums going over it you know Mm mm-hmm last thing where can people find you at jason leach music and that's all my socials nice um l-e-e-c-h like the uh worm like the worm (laughs) a leech is it considered a worm actually i don't know 
a slug you know a blood sucking is a slug different than a worm what's Science. the history of slugs yeah, <laughs> no. let's get a little <laughs> wikipedia going but yeah there are l-e-a-c-h leeches but i'm a l-e-e oh okay thank yeah. you for clarifying yeah i will say worms are the scariest animals out there dive like the other day i convinced myself i have a tapeworm worms i did i i'm kind of a hypochondriac okay. i didn't actually think i did but then i like was looking up like what is it like if you have a tapeworm and i was like oh god this is horrible like it's <laughs> so gross idea. to me dude they're just they no they don't even have no. faces but they just like and then there's worms like, there's those worms and underwater where they'll just like fuck up fish they'll just like come out of oh, like yeah. the sand and you're like dude what and whoever oh. thought to call them worms that's the perfect name for them isn't it that's a worm yeah it feels wormy like, like a cuss <laughs> or something yeah fucking worms <laughs> all right anyway well guys thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far jason thank you so much thanks for having for me. coming through and being your worm self um and uh yeah we'll catch you next time <laughs> Thanks, bud. All right. Peace. Peace. Love.